It is time for the Employment Law Show. Good to have you along. Skulls here. John Pincus is in attendance. Courtesy, Sam Firu to Mark and LLP. Reach out any time to uh, talk to John and his team. If you have employment law questions and woes, that's uh, that's why he's here. So, uh, so yeah, make it happen. How do you do that when the show's not on? Very, very simple. one 821 5900 help at employmentlawyer.ca. If we have some minutes near the end of the show, we'll try to get to a couple email. If not, we'll go to uh, our main topic over the next half hour, which will be the aging workforce. I think Pincus is taking a shot at me. That's okay. I don't mind. Johnny, case of the day. What's going on, brother? Lots going on. I, I can assure you, John, you're, you're still young and spry, so not, not a shot at you or, or even for those who are, who are less young and less spry because, as we'll talk about, uh, they have rights. Uh, they have lots of rights, and, in fact, in some cases, they have um, very strong rights uh, as mm-hmm. a result of that. Um, but we're going to be talking about the, that and some uh, employment law, true or false, and I can tell you, John, it is really busy out there because uh, it's tough out there for a lot of people yeah. uh, starting to see s- – Definitely certain areas of the economy contract, certain areas experiencing heavy layoffs, not a lot of hiring. So this is the time when uh, people are needing to speak to employment lawyers. Uh, but the first case I want to talk about today, or I guess the case, the case I want to talk about today, sure. uh, is someone who lost their job after coming back from a parental leave. This was a new father, a first child, decided that he wanted to take four months off work to spend time uh, with his uh, daughter, his new daughter. And, and something, by the way, that every new father has the right to do in Ontario, that right is for up to 14.5 months you can take as a father, 63 weeks. So a lot of people don't know that. Uh, and some companies have this. Uh, let's call it antiquated view, uh, mm-hmm. that only the mother should be taking the parental leave and the father should be back at work the next day or, you know, two days later. Uh, and while some people choose to do that, uh, that's not how it works. Uh, people do have rights to take longer parental leaves. This company happened to be uh, one of those companies that had a little bit of an old-fashioned view. And so this individual did not exactly get a warm welcome uh, after he came back from his uh, four-month leave. Within a week of his return, he's given a whole slew of new duties. He's really no idea how to perform. He's never had to do them before. And when things, predictably, don't go well, within about a month of that, he's put on a performance improvement plan where he would have to improve his performance within 90 days or his employment would be terminated. Now, only 60 days go by and he's told his employment is terminated. So not only is his employment terminated, but the company is taking the position that it is a four-cause termination because they say he failed his performance improvement plan. Now, the reason, John, I wanted to bring up this case is because Mm -hmm. it's almost astounding just how many mistakes the company has made uh, in one felt swoop here. Now, first of all, and, and perhaps most importantly, terminating for cause is a very, very difficult thing for a company to do. It's reserved for only the very most egregious conduct and 90% if not more of the time that I see a company allege cause even when they do it very aggressively very strongly they simply don't have it and this was one of those cases not only did the employer hold this employee to a completely unreasonable standard but they did not even let the duration of their own performance improvement plan complete uh, complete and, and actually you'd be surprised how often I see that happen so they're going to owe him termination pay and as someone who's been working in a professional role for about six years they're going to owe him as much as eight months pay wow. now, even worse they breached the employment standards act by reprising against him for taking a protected leave, which itself is a serious offense, 
and they breached the Ontario Human Rights Code by discriminating against him for exercising his rights as a parent. So this is one of those cases that as soon as a, a lawyer gets on board for the company, they should be begging for this person to accept a large severance package. And, and I think this is going to be very straightforward to resolve. It really should be. Uh, so for anyone listening, you know, just know that you have the rights to take these parental leaves. They're very broad rights. And if you are let go or even threatened of being let go for taking them, please speak to an employment lawyer. This uh, company did everything right. <laughs> Just brutal. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. I don't know. They Textbook. left anything off the table. That was terrible. I mean, that's uh, that's killer for sure. Yeah, uh, and education for uh, for uh, employers listening for sure. Look, I want to get into this aging workforce chat after. Uh, you know, we'll get to the first couple uh, points before we take a break. We're going for it. Aging workforce. Here we go. It's true. What can employers do uh, with their older employers to become less productive? Because at the end of the day, employers got to be productive. They got to you know widgets to produce or whatever it is they have, and they may be getting some employees that are getting a little long in the tooth, right? Right now, employers can as it will not surprise people to hear, employers can terminate older employees, right? They do it all the time. Uh, what they can't do is they can't terminate that person simply because they are an older employee. Now, in some cases, you know, as people age, you know, they develop may develop medical issues. Mm-hmm. And if uh, someone has, uh, if you suspect there's a medical issue at play because they have mentioned something about a medical issue or, you know, they're taking, you notice that they're taking a lot of medical time off, yeah. uh, ask if they need accommodations. Now, very important, don't assume that. Uh, but if, if it's evident that there's, there's some issue, then you definitely, as an employer, should be asking if they need accommodation. Now, maybe it's not a medical issue, right? Maybe they're just, it's not cutting it anymore, right? Mm-hmm. As you said, maybe they're just a little long in the tooth, and and you know they're just not as as um, uh, you know quick as they they used to be. Um, so maybe uh, it's the kind of thing. Maybe there have been systems change, right? Maybe it's not a function of their age so much as their tenure. You know, just the fact that they're used to doing things a certain way. Right. Something in the company has changed, and they just haven't adapted to that, right? So consider maybe coaching, training on new systems, and if it's severe. You can do a performance improvement plan. A performance improvement plan is legitimate if it is done in good faith, right? Now, okay. It's usually not from what I've seen. It's it's usually done as a way to try and uh, shortcut a uh, way to a cause dismissal. But it but sometimes it is used in good faith. Uh, and so if you really want to try and mess, to, to retain this person, keep them and send the message that they need to improve, uh, then that's one way to do it. Uh, and as a last resort, if nothing is working right, there's no medical issues at play, uh, there hasn't been any change that would justify them not being able to keep up, and you've, you've exhausted coaching, or you just don't want to go through that process, right? And you just don't yeah. really have the time, the resources, the patience to do that, you can terminate without cause, right? And you just have to make sure that you pay the appropriate severance package. And with that, we'll take that one break, uh, get in, get back really quickly. Lots more of the Employment Law Show coming straight ahead. Stay with us. And welcome back to it. John Pincus is here from the law firm, Sanfiru Tamarkin LLP. Reach out to John when the show is not on. And that is uh, 1-855-821-5900. Website, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca as well. Okay, John, aging workforce, that's what we're talking about here. And uh, I mean, what, what, what does an employee do if they feel that they're struggling with their job? We already covered kind of what the employer should do, but how about the employee when they realize things aren't going as smoothly or quickly as they had previous? What do you think? 
Yeah, that can be a really stressful situation, especially if your employer is sending you messages that, you know, this is not acceptable or start talking about discipline or termination, things like that. Uh, so the first thing that you, you want to consider doing is ask for help. Right. Ask for help. It's as simple as that. If there's something that, especially if there's something new that's been introduced, and I find that that's often the case where, you know, you've got some new duties, maybe somebody quit or somebody was fired. Now you're taking on their duties, or maybe they introduced a new system into the workforce, or, uh, you know, maybe you're working with new people, new client. You know, if there's something that is holding you back, ask, ask for help, ask for training, ask for additional support, right? Cause it may be as simple as that. Um, Maybe there's something health-wise holding you back, right? Maybe you're struggling because you're experiencing some uh, psychological issue or some physical issue or you recently had a, an injury, illness. Uh, then don't be shy about asking for a medical leave. You have the right to recuperate, uh, to spend time recuperating. Now, it might be an unpaid leave. You might have to think about short-term disability or, or whatnot, but take care of your health. Um, if you're receiving a performance improvement plan and it's something that you don't agree with, uh, mm -hmm. then make it clear that you don't agree with it. If it's something that you do agree with and you're committed to improving, then make that clear as well, right? So that they, so that later it can't be claimed that you were uh, not taking it seriously. So the, and the key with those performance improvement plans when you, if you receive them, is to make those things clear in writing, right? Send it by email yeah. or write it directly onto the performance improvement plan. Don't just sign uh, no questions asked, right? Really, really think about what you're signing. Beyond the PIP, the uh, performance improvement plan for uh, an older employee that's no longer, you know, keeping up, what kind of discipline can they be looking at or can they? Well, it, it, it really depends on the context, right? Uh, if if you're not keeping up anymore and, and it's to the extent where you're just egregiously uh, not doing any of your duties, then, yeah, it would be reasonable uh, for an employer to think about some kind of discipline, which might be as simple as a written warning, a second written warning, a suspension. And if they follow along that path and you're really just not trying at all and you're just uh, making no effort to improve after a sustained period of time, then eventually that can become a four-cause dismissal, right? Very rare. And uh, I, don't, I don't think I've seen one yet that actually uh, meets that uh, criteria because it has to be pretty extreme. But you can be disciplined. So it's not you shouldn't assume that oh, I can just do anything. And, you know, if they terminate my employment, I'll be paid a severance package. No, you still you always have to do your job. Right. As long as you're putting forward an honest effort um, and you're, you know, showing the a reasonable amount of competence to the extent that you had uh, since you started, uh, then if they terminate your employment, which they can do, uh, you'll be entitled to a severance package still. Can an employer terminate an employee because they become older, less productive? Or, or, or I mean, in your in your experience, it's usually clouded by some other excuse? Yeah, it, it, I, I have seen very few cases where uh, the employee has been expressly um, terminated because they are older, right? But I have seen it happen. So, for example, there are certain cases where the employee will be will be told um, gently or maybe not so gently, uh, you should retire. I think it's time for you to retire. And when they say no, they're fired. Well, that, that's, that's clearly discriminatory, right? I don't see that very often, but I have seen it a few times over the course of my practice. Uh, but most of the time what happens is their employment is terminated and they're given no reason because right? an employer does not have to give a reason, or they're given some other reason. There's restructuring. We don't have a need anymore. Your, you know, your skill set doesn't match up. 
uh, or if they're terminated at the same time as a group of people, then it's very easy for the employer to simply say it's restructuring. And it can be difficult to impossible to improve, uh, to prove that it's a human rights violation. Uh, so if you're an employee and you think your employer is going to terminate your employment because of your age, make sure to document the kinds of things that are happening at work. Yeah. So if you, if you, um, overhear people talking about, uh, well, you know, we're not going to hire this person. Uh, because, uh, you know, they're just, they're just too old or, you know, I looked at their, the, I looked at their education and they were uh, educated in the seventies and consider writing an email to HR and say, you know, I, I heard these two people saying this and I was actually, you know, really taken aback by it. It might cause your employer pause to terminate your employment because you know that, you know, you're on to them and you're, you're yeah. alert to ageism in the workplace. Um, and at the very least, uh, it's going to show if they do terminate your employment, you'll be able to show that, that, that there's that discriminatory aspect. If you simply come to an employment lawyer like me after you've been let go and said, you know, I think it was because of my age, you may very well be right, but it's going to be very difficult to prove. Now, if it comes to the point where an employer just, they really have no choice but to terminate, I mean, the job is just, is just lacking and they can't, uh, they can't have it that way. What kind of uh, severance are they looking at? How is that structured? Well, if we're talking about an older employee, um, the one word that I would use to summarize it is more, right? They're going to be yeah. paying more. The law recognizes that there is ageism uh, and that older em- employees are uh, likely to experience a longer job search. And I, I see that every day with my clients. You know, I have clients who come to me and they say, yeah, you know, no one's telling it to me expressly, but I know they see my resume, they look at my, you know, my year of education, uh, or they see me on the Zoom call, or they see me in person, and something just changes, right? The tone just mm-hmm. changes, and I get put in a different uh, pile. So for that reason, um, you're going to be uh, entitled certainly to more severance than someone who's very young and competing with other younger candidates. But we're going to look at the other factors as well, right? We're going to look at your years of service. We're going to look at the nature of your position, your compensation. What is the marketplace for those kinds of positions? Uh, are you lacking training at the time that you were let go? Were you suffering from a medical issue at the time you let go? Anything that the employer knew about that they should have known would cause you to have a longer job search is going to be taken into account. If I'm an employee and I feel, you know, my spotty sense is just telling me I was let go because of my age, uh, to your point before the, you know, the water's gone over the fall, I mean, what should I do? Do I alert HR? Do I go right to my boss and say, okay, you're making a misstep here? Well, if you're, if you've already been let go, uh, and you suspect it's because of your age, it's, it's not going to help you to go to HR at that point, right? At that point, yeah. you go to a lawyer, uh, and an employment lawyer is going to ask you, okay, why is it that you think you've been let go because of your age? Are there specific comments? Do you have emails? Do you have documents? Do you have, uh, you know, recordings of meetings that you had uh, with your boss where some comments were made, right? How do you have this documented? Because even if it's true, if we can't prove it, it doesn't matter. Um, and then, um, you know, you basically take it from there and you see if you can establish uh, a, a case for uh, discrimination. But you know, typically what I find is the greatest entitlement that an employee is going to have is the severance entitlement. Mm-hmm. So yeah. even if you think, well, you know, I can't, I can't really prove that I was let go because of my age. That is not a reason not to contact an employment lawyer or, or there's that, that should not discourage you from contacting an employment lawyer because if you are an older person who've, lo- who's lost their job, 
even if you're a very short service person, you may have a significant entitlement because we see time and again that older employees are are awarded uh, larger severance packages. Yeah, I know it's true. I got uh, you know some colleagues and fa- in fact family members who are not that old. We're talking still in their mid to late fifties, not quite sixty, and man, they just they can't get work. I mean, it's it's almost like once you pass the age of forty, forget it, you're done, you're ancient. So. To your point, it's a, it's a tough job market, so you got to watch it if you are let go for that reason as far as your severance fallback is uh, concerned. But we're going to flip over to an employment law, true or false. True or false, Johnny, I don't need a lawyer to help me get severance. I'll just go to the Ministry of Labor. No, no, and no, false. Do not go to the Ministry of Labor. I can't tell you uh, how many times I've had to tell people uh, to uh, avoid that very easy mistake to make, but once you make that mistake, very difficult to take back, especially if you've gotten deep into the process. Now, I've, I've, in many cases, I've been able to step in and, and, and thankfully help uh, the employee uh, withdraw that complaint. But here's the problem, John. If you make a complaint to the Ministry of Labor, mm-hmm. they can only get you your minimum entitlements. And once you're there, um, you can get stuck there. Uh, yeah. And you can lose the ability to withdraw it. And once you are stuck there, you've now lost the ability to pursue your full entitlements. And that can be tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of dollars. So everything that you see on the severance pay calculator, uh, everything you see at the pocket employment lawyer, none of that exists at the Ministry of Labor. They don't actually have the power to award that, even if they wanted to. Um, so absolutely, you should speak to an employment lawyer uh, to help you get your severance because if you go to the Ministry of Labor, you are almost certainly uh, going to lose out. How about this one? True or false, my employer can fire me to uh, to cut costs, maybe because they want to hire somebody new because I was late for work, uh, I wore the wrong color socks to the office, I drive a Corolla. I don't know. Is it, is it true or false, pal? That is true. And the, where a lot of people get confused here is they say, well, but I, I, I was wrongfully dismissed, right? They were wrong in terminating my employment. Isn't that what a wrongful dismissal means, that yeah. that uh, they, they wrongfully let me go where they should have let me stay? No, that's not actually a wrongful dismissal, right? A wrongful dismissal means they didn't give you enough advance notice, right? Or they didn't pay you a, a big enough severance package in practical mm-hmm. terms. So when you're let go and could be for any reason, any of the reasons you just mentioned, John. If you're not paid an adequate severance package, legitimate as the reason may be, could be totally good faith or it could be totally frivolous, uh, the severance package being inadequate is what makes it a wrongful dismissal. And that's where, as employment lawyers, we can come in and improve that to something more reasonable. Let's get a quick call in here from uh, from Michael. Hey, Michael, how are you, pal? I'm good. How are you? Excellent, sir. What's on your mind? I have a uh, similar but uh, different situation with regarding age. So a senior okay. vice president put me forward to, to a CEO of a major corporation within the fir- uh, uh, for an interview. Within the first five minutes, that CEO asked me how old I am. Uh, and then wow. you can tell by the tone to your, to your, what you, you uh, have talked about. That was it. I, the SVP told me the interview went well, but he, he was, the CEO was quote-unquote concerned about my age. And I'm 65, by the way. And then I got a second interview that the SVP said he had to work to get to me in, and the, the CEO said to me, you're 65. What, what steps can I take, if any? I don't think there's any other than walk away. Uh, but ageism is out there, and that's an example of it. And uh, it was a flagrant disregard of, of uh, laws, particularly from the CEO of a major corporation. Yeah. 
Yeah, that 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 really is uh, you know sobering to hear, right? And and thank you for sharing, Michael. And well, I mean, one thing that people should know is that protection from discrimination doesn't start just when you get hired. It starts actually before you get hired, right? It starts in the hiring process. So what what's been described there would be a, a breach of the human rights code and Uh-oh. would be a, would be a reason you could bring an application. Now the real question Michael though is going to be how are you going to prove it, right? So unless they wrote you an email and they said, "Well, Michael, we'd love to have you, but you're 65. We just we can't have you on board, right?" It's pretty rare uh, that an employer is going to be that bra- blatant with discrimination. We we have actually seen it a couple times in certain contexts with racial discrimination, uh, but typically an employer is not going to put in writing, "We did not hire you because of your age." So I have, um, I have proof. you have proof. Interesting. Yes. Well, um, consider giving us a call because that that might be a, a reason to bring a, a human rights application. All right. Thank you. Thanks, Michael. Appreciate that. And uh, that number, of course, we'll give it out uh, again before we uh, we go away, but one 821 5900 Interesting call. What is that human rights application? What could be the fallout from that uh, at the end of it, John? Well, it can be a damages award, and the damages oh. awards vary greatly. Um, they're, they're, they're not always that high, but I mean, it, 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 it often depends just how offended the tribunal is by the conduct of the employer. And one thing, you know, that's going to be asked, you know, the big, the big question is, can the employer show it was what we call a bona fide occupational requirement, right? Was there some reason that it was a genuine, legitimate requirement of the job that you be under 65? Uh, yeah, you're going to be a fireman or something, right? Like, you know, you need some, you that's, be a little that's more actually, robust, right? You know, it's funny that you mentioned that, John, because that's, there's a big case that, that talks about it and it's actually about firemen. Ah. Um, because, because that's, you know, that's a great example where you do have to be, you know, very physically fit and, and all gotcha. these kinds of things. So there are such, th- there, there is such thing as, as occupational requirements where you're allowed to discriminate. Um, mm-hmm. but it's very difficult, you know, if you're talking about a white collar job, What's the difference, right? What's the difference? In fact, if someone's older, they're they're going to have more experience. They're going to be uh, they're they're going to be wiser. I mean, there's there's a lot of advantages, right, to having yeah. someone uh, who's who's got uh, um, you know more years under their belt. So um, that that's um, that's very problematic. What what Michael described. And that is it for another evening. It's a good topic. We can continue on that one for sure. We will continue at tomorrow and Thursday. We've got lots more coming up. So if you didn't get a chance to call in and ask your questions, join us again tomorrow, 630. In the meantime, reaching out to John, easily done, 1-855-821-5900. Help at employmentlawyer.ca and always use that website first. You can learn a ton. It's free. It's anonymous, pocketemploymentlawyer.ca as well. And we'll catch you tomorrow, 630, right here on the Employment Law Show.